welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. Um, as usual, I am joined by the ever so lovely Conrad. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mike. How are you? Conrad seems to have finally regressed into his second childhood, possibly third. Knowing Conrad, I need Bicky now. Yes, yes. No Bickies for you. Bicky, not Bicky. I thought you said Bicky. No, I don't need Bicky. I need Bicky. I thought it was just another another day that you're throwing your diet out the window and scoffing a load of donuts. I'm finding that I'm becoming more and more schizophrenic and rev- and uh, over <laughs> as I get older. It's me. I'm back again now. I'm not possessed okay. anymore. You're no, you are no longer possessed. Or maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mike. No, don't do that because you'll get an email saying, "Dear Conrad, please can you do the hotel show in that voice?" <laughs> And then we get a load of extra listeners all of a sudden. Yeah. We've had no interest in... No one's done anything for our karaoke competition. Haven't they? No. Oh, God. Come on, boys and girls and whoever you are, if you're mid-operation. <laughs> we need karaoke songs. We want karaoke. Preferably themed. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Post-apocalyptic karaoke. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about something that we alluded to on the um, episode where we talked about the Welsh Open. Alluded to? What does that mean, alluded to? I don't know. I just thought it sounded a a cool word, so I thought I would say it, and then hopefully I've used it in the right context. (laughs) I think you have. So... Here's a topic of the day. Topic of the day. Again. Yes. Who needs a main game? There you go. Uh, Discuss. I do. Do you? Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> I... It's... It's an interesting topic because... As no, go on. as we seem to be jumping and playing more and more games, the uh, this is my own personal experience. I'm finding that just from just from a gaming perspective, I I don't want to be doing that tournament practice style thing anymore. I want to be having some fun. So I'm actually finding that. Do I actually have a main game anymore? Or is there a moment when the main game that we're playing is X and then when we feel, when, we, when we've had enough of that as, as such, we play something else? Right, so what's a main game? I'd say main game is a game that you play, what, 90% of the time, if that, if not more? Or, or it is your only game, you know. There, I mean, there are still play, people out there who don't know, you, you know, only know GW, for instance, and they don't know that other games exist. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah, I mean, let's look at the people who were at the Welsh Open with you the other week. Um, how many of them how, play, many, yeah. how many of those play things other than PP games? I... I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, but there were people playing Bushido, there were people playing X-Wing, there were people playing Guild Ball. 
Um, so I kind of think that these guys do have a second game, um, but it's all about how much time that game gets, I suppose, really. Uh, those game yeah. gets if if you're still in the situation where you're sort of ninety percent of the time playing um, Hordes of War Machine, then you have really got a main game. Would you agree with the um, the definition? By the way, I would agree with the definition, and I think that it's it certainly seems to be prevalent amongst um, a lot of a lot of players. Um, look at a, there's a load of Warhammer players. Who just play Warhammer? Yeah, or appear to just play Warhammer. You know, they'll play board games and things, but you don't see them. You don't see them at other events or other shows, that sort of thing. You know, they go to Warhammer events. That's where they spend their hobby tokens, um, and that's where they spend their painting time. They're painting, you know, Warhammer armies or new units for an existing ar- army. Yeah. And I think that, to be honest, I think that the majority of gamers are like that. That they have a, a genre or a, a system, and that's what they play pretty much exclusively. And their their friends circle and their gaming mate circle play the same. Yep. So what camp do you fall in at the moment? Oh, I'm completing the what's the main game camp. Yeah, I think I am that as well, because... I'm enjoying Relic Notes, I'm enjoying Malifaux, I, I'm very aware of the fact that I haven't played Epic for a while, but I have a hankering to play Epic. Um, I believe we're going to be playing Saga this weekend. Uh, when my bolt action stuff comes, I'm guessing I'm going to be playing bolt action. Um, Wrath of Kings, obviously. Yeah. yeah and I mean, and it, it goes it, on, really. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's... It's an interesting one to me because there is certainly a an evolution of my gaming history as I've that I've gone away from. I mean, certainly, I started off playing Warhammer. I played Warhammer pretty much exclusively. Yep. And then I would play other GW games as a side. So you know, I played Mordheim. I played Necromunda. When they were, you know, when they first came out, um, Man but, of War, yeah, but they didn't, they weren't. I didn't put any painting time or anything into them. Yes, so it was literally a uh, an exercise of getting the figures out of the box and and yeah, and when and when the tournament and when the tournament scene came along for Warhammer, you know, you and I went into that full bore. Yep. Um, and that was that was our well, certainly mine gaming world, and that continued when I moved to the states. And you know, I just played I just played Warhammer. I didn't play I didn't play other games. I went to Warhammer tournaments. I hung out with Warhammer players. Um, I and, didn't and do you anything. Kind of breathed and dreamt about Warhammer to a certain extent. You know it. The hobby is an all-consuming thing, in my opinion. Well, it is. I mean, you look, people people won't believe it now because it was 20 years ago. 
20 years ago. But Sergeant Pepper come along and bring a bad state. Oh, I wish it, I wish. You know, it's 20 years since the University of Altdorf. That's okay. I wonder, now, I wonder how many people remember that. Yeah, to a load of people that will mean absolutely nothing. But back in the early days of the internet, there was no Warhammer on the internet. And you and I were pioneers yet again. Well, we were, yeah, I, I didn't want to say created, but we we ran the the biggest, most popular um, Warhammer site on the internet. Well, you did. Well, you helped out. Uh, I I uh, I ran Tannalorn, didn't I? I did uh, White Dwarf reviews. Yeah. Uh, and so we had and we had the University of Oldorf, and it was the it was the biggest site going. Um, by a bazillion. Long, 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 long way. And, you know, and then we created the... Um, or we didn't create. We were heavily involved with the Warhammer Player Society. And we created the Warhammer Player Society forums, which were the place for Warhammer players, certainly in the UK, to hang out. Yep. And the spiritual successor of um, TWF comes directly from there, you know, um, Ole and Alex put it together after we closed the WPS forums down. Oh, did Ole do it as well? Yes. That's why he's member number two. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. Gorbad Ironclaw. And that was a potted history um, yeah. of... Of what of how Warhammer was the main game and how it took over our lives completely. I mean, we used to go to Games Day and do demos and things of Warhammer. I remember spending evenings with was it the fourth edition with the Magic Cards? Yeah. Just spread out on the on the carpet, going through stuff. Um, you know, lists would go through your head. Uh, yeah. Ideas for the game would go, you know, would 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 pop in and out of your head in terms of, you know, trying units out or, or tactics out or whatever, you know. It, yeah. It, it just takes over. Yeah, it did. And then, you know, there were there were there were side dalliances. You know, Warhammer Ancients, for example. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Was it was it was a side dalliance and stuff, but. That was that was what it was, and then I went away to the states, and then I came back, and I still played Warhammer. I wasn't as heavily involved then because the scene had evolved and moved on. You know, it had had its start, and it had gone to the ne- the next generation of people. Yep. But I was still playing, and I was still going to tournaments, and I was still, you know, I flew down from Scotland to yours to play in a town on. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer tournament. Uh. And then it sort of drifted away, and I didn't. Play, I wasn't playing at all. And then we discovered Malifaux, and then we went full balls to the wall into Malifaux, and that was, you know, that was all we did. But in the last we, two years, I'd say, yeah, in the last a, two a years, change in in your gaming style. Yes, um, I, I I think I've ha- always had interest in other games, but it, it becomes. Um, 
it becomes an issue trying to find people to to game with at that point. That, so, and that's that's exactly that's what exactly what I was going to say yeah. is that it's who you got around you to game with. Yes, that that enables you to not have that main game thing because if you've only got a group of Warhammer players around you, then you're going to play, and you want to play. That's what you're going to play. Yeah. If if when I'd moved if I when I'd moved here, all I could find was say hordes groups. The chances are, I would have stopped. Yep. What gaming? Yeah. Because you didn't like. Because well, because the you know I've said it before, I, the horde. It's not the mechanisms of the hordes that don't appeal to me. It's the fact that I don't like the figures. Yes. <laughs> Though I have shown you a few figures that you might. Oh, you know, you no. There are certainly figures, the odd figure that I do like, but I don't. It's not like I like. Enough to make a force up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, if I hadn't discovered that, and then, you know, if we hadn't started going to Malifaux tournaments and things, then things would, you know, game my gaming history would be very different than it is now. You'd probably be sitting on the sofa playing console Witcher, games. Th- Witcher 3. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I should be doing. Actually, I should be watching the cricket, but there you go. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, have, I, I think I may have my iPad on in the background watching it. I think you're right. Having people around you is is an is an enabler to to try out new stuff. And I've always had an interest in other things. So predominantly historicals. So Wab was a big thing for me. Uh, that has that has imagery for me playing Wab yep. games. Um, Flames of War was a big thing for me as well. Uh, World War Two wargaming is something I love, so I'm really looking forward to trying to get back into that from when I get into bolt action as well. And judging from the the videos I've seen and having talked to some of you know like Jimmy and in, on the recent Fool's Daily podcast, it is a game that naturally lends itself to uh, film and cinematic moments, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to getting into that as well. But all the games I play now have an element of involvement, different involvement than the the practice game syndrome sort of thing. You know. Yes. Yes, and that's that's. Exa- I think that's exactly it. I think that's where I am as well. Is that it's the games where you're getting together with someone, a like-minded friend. To push stuff around the table. Yeah. But but even, um, even my hordes and war machine gaming. I mean, my regular opponent is Nick. We have we've relaxed that to a certain extent in terms of. Yes, it may be a in inverted in air quotes a practice game with a caster. You know. Yeah. There are. Well, why don't you try this? Or why don't you do that sort of thing? So. The maturity and the, and the way that we approach our gaming has changed as well, um, which is refreshing. Yeah, and do you think you're more open to trying new things? I mean, one of the criticisms, and it's not, it's not a serious criticism, but one of the things that have been levelled at the show and the fact that we talk about, you know, all of these these new shinies that we're playing is that we... We force people to spend money. 
I saw that they wouldn't have. I met Rich Paget at the weekend, and he was basically complaining to me that um, uh, uh, we're bad boys. <laughs> we're hobby enablers. We we went. He went out and got his uh, his World War Two figures out of the garage, and um, he's thinking about bolt action. I'm playing bolt action. <laughs> He's already got figures for it, so... Well, this is true, yes. They're from Stuart's uh, The Great Escape Games World War II figure range. Yeah, they look nice. Yes, they do look nice. But he... You know, there's a typical example. Um, uh, Miss Paget didn't have any... Because we have to refer to uh, yeah. the person as someone else, don't we? Uh, did, even though we've given away his identity already. Uh, nobody in the local area to play games with. So something that he wanted to do, he couldn't do yep. because nobody around him. So yeah. So do you think that your gaming group, you know, you you play with Nick and you play with Dez, yeah, um, have become more open to trying different things? Yes, I think I do think so, and I think part of that has come from breaking away from what was the main game for that person or that player at the time. You know, it's it's moved from 40K to Fancy to Horde's War Machine to Malifaux to a certain extent. But I think Malifaux was the, was the first of those where you start to see a change in attitude um, for potentially not having a main game. Right. Um, and I certainly think with the number of games that we have out there in terms of gaming systems, I think it's something that is going to become more prevalent. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think the other thing that um, is helping with this, certainly in my area, um, is that the rule sets are incredibly cheap. You know, a tenor. So you're talking the Osprey ones, potentially, to a certain extent. Well, yeah, I mean, but... Oh, your you post-apocalyptic stuff? Was if, that... you, if, you look at my, if you look at the post-apocalyptic stuff, the, the PDF was a fiver. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the, the printed book is 15 quid, but then it's 15 quid for the, for the, the book. So... I think that helps, and I also think that the the amount of game system the game sorry, game systems isn't right, but that you don't have a prescribed set of figures for. Yep. So there are more and more niche figure manufacturers coming up. You know, practically every day, there's there's someone that you know I've never heard of, and I'm going, oh, that's a gorgeous figure. Um. And Having those having those sorts of rule set those figure agnostic rule sets around means that you can satisfy both your figure collector urge and your gaming urge with the same in the same sort of foul moves. Yeah, you know what I'm trying. Yes, I'm, no, I'm, I'm really not elo- being very eloquent this morning. But do you but... think there is? I mean, I quite I still quite like the fact that, for instance, Warlord do bolt action, don't they? So, yep. the, you know, you're looking at rules, uh, the order dice, the figures, yada, 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 the whole lot sort of thing. So I still quite like the fact that I can go to them and get 
a complete product to a certain extent. But I can look outside that as well because of the genre that it is. But um, I, I, I like the fact that you've got the complete solutions as well still. I think there are people and game. Sorry, I think the gaming mentality is such that they like that um, ability to go to one place still as well, just because it's what they've been used to. Um, yeah, but, I, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would disagree. I don't think I would disagree with that. Um, you know, the the get. You know, the games that I've been looking at recently. Uh, all have their they have their own figure sets as well. Yeah, um, because obviously, I mean, it's a well-known thing that that's where you make your money in gaming is on figure sets, not on rule sets. Uh, but they're not forcing you to use those models. No, they 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 all have you know your own crew creation or your own gang creation type systems in them uh, to work out what you're going to, you know, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. And I think that, free, that there is so much out there in terms of figure manufacturers, terrain, etc., etc. And I think that is such a great thing as well, because especially if you're into the, the hobby side of things, in terms of painting or making up figures or whatever, I just think that is such a great thing to you know it's a great position to be in from a from a consumer point of view in that that figure that you'd seen but didn't fit into the game system that you were playing you you have a justification for buying it to a certain extent yes, yes. Though, to be fair, when do you need justification to buy figures? This is true. Octomonkey being the prime example. Sorry, that should have been Octomonkey being the prime example. Yes, there, there is that, because we are collectors of yeah. fine metal and resin and God knows what else, mini, mini chairs. Plastic. Yes. That's how things are described these days. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, because technically, you know, they are, rest of yes, it is plastic. Yes, so it's just not what you think of as plastic because you tend to think of Games Workshop plastic as plastic. Yes. So there you go. So, yeah. So, I mean, certainly my gaming, I don't need a main game. I don't consider that I have a main game. I consider that I have lots of different games that I play. And if I look, you know, this year at the sheer number of different games that I've played. Um, there's 10, 12, I would think. Which is... Different. And and you're getting enjoyment out of it as well, you know? Yeah, well, I'm certainly painting more than I have in years. I... I... Tend to think that is the same with me as well, and, I, and what's spurring me on is the games that I'm playing. So that can only be a good thing because how many of us have got, you know, miniatures just lying around doing nothing essentially? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I look at the post-apoc stuff, I've had my Heresy Ganger figures for 
10, 12 years. Yep. And now they've got paint on them. Which is an achievement in itself, really, isn't it? Yeah, my my barbarians, because they're pulling double, triple duty in many games, are all get you know they're all getting paint. They've all got at least some paint on them. But that's also the beauty of some of the systems that you're playing is that they can be double, triple duty figures yep. as well. Yep, that's very true. Very true. So. I, I so no no to main games. You don't need it, but there are still no. people out there. Who, oh, there's who many. It, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, but, but no you, to main. But games. you are missing out on some cool stuff. You are missing out on cool stuff, like these lovely post-apocalyptic figures that I got from today. <laughs> Stone castings. It's a guy with a chainsaw. Anyway, so enough. Enough now. All right. Okay. Until next time. I've been Conrad. I've been Mike. Goodbye. Fools Daily is proud to be helping out with WAC 2015, a great charity drive in support of Macmillan nurses. Check out the Just Giving page at www.justgiving.com slash WAC2015 or search for WAC on Twitter. 